Greetings, ladies and metalgents, and welcome to this latest rendition of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. Now, on to the science fiction. Story number one. Threat Assessment Addendum Re-Human Family, written by Chucky Snow. Addendum to Report on Terran Human Species-Subsection 12, Threat Assessment. While the remarkable skills of combat humans have have been noted elsewhere, one fact has been missing from most reports regarding their motives and motivations. Humans know their children. Adult humans' parents give birth to life young. After a gestation period of roughly 280 days, it is the result of a single female being impregnated by a single male, often one the female has bonded with. Humans seldom do, but often strive to find a mate for life. Unlike almost any intelligent species, their offspring is completely helpless at birth. The human infant cannot talk, walk, or even feed itself for hundreds of days. This rather unique situation forces the human parent to provide care around the clock for the infant. This lasts for thousands of days, at which point the term child is used to denote the progression of age. But parental involvement only loans, not stops. Typically, a human child is not considered an adult until they reach an astounding 6,570 days in age. As noted earlier, human infants are born without any speech ability. This alone does not properly reflect the lack of intellect a human infant exhibits at birth. Lacking in any psychic ability or genetic race memory, the parents are forced to teach their infant literally everything they need to know. In the extreme case of their scientists, this can easily last 10,000 days of training before the individual is deemed proficient. But even the simple tasks of learning language, math and social skills will take up to and often beyond the onset of adulthood. While this incredible investment in time and energy on the part of the parents may seem like a weakness, I posit that it seems to end up being a strength. While the vast majority of intelligent species spend little to no time in the training of their young, and therefore do not place a value on the investment of offspring individually, humans place an incredible amount of value on their families. A family, as defined by humans, is a female mother, a male father, and their collective offspring of male sons and female daughters. However, this grouping is fluid and can mean different things to different humans. Humans often selectively add people to their family. High praise is to say someone is like a son to me. Humans greatly value the well-being of those they consider part of their family. Additionally, humans enjoy keeping genealogical records and will often associate with closely related members of their extended family. Their holidays are often based around these extended families spending time together, even to the point where individual members who would otherwise never associate with each other find value in being around those that share similar genes. Despite not liking them, humans will still value the well-being of these extended family members. Humans also form bonds with one another over shared experiences. Those that go to school together or train for combat together often consider themselves kin. Those that engage in combat together form unusually intense bonds, even for humans. Family, friends, community, city, state, province, country, planet, 
species. Humans align themselves with and share bonds with other groups of humans based solely on perceived connections to others. When fighting, humans will place an inordinate effort in protecting their offspring and kin. They will spend entirely improbable amounts of effort avenging offspring killed in battle. We have seen humans place themselves directly in harm's way in order to protect their offspring. This point is worth saying again. Humans place more value on the lives of their offspring than they do on their own. The simple fact seems the heart of the human's motivation. They fight harder because they protect their children. They fight harder because they are protecting their extended family. They fight harder because they are protecting their connective species. Despite not having a high find, humans place more value on the group than possibly any other species. To harm one means to harm them all, and vengeance, retribution, and justice are some of their strongest motivations. Humans take great pleasure in trade and negotiation, and are not quick to be the aggressors. They are, however, one of the single most dangerous species to confront. They do not back down, and show a force against them almost certainly backfire. To harm one is to harm all and they think little of sacrificing themselves for the greater good. As such, we feel that negotiation with humans is always preferable to engaging them in combat. End of story. Story number two. Extrapolation error written by Breaker's Wheat of My Knee. Super Commander, Fleet 6 reports full retreat. Very well, the Super Commander waved the ensign out of the war room. Have them press the attack to the designated position as planned. No, Super Commander. Fleet 6 is reporting their own retreat. This gave the Super Commander a pause. Pass the data to the analysts. You are dismissed. The Super Commander considered what might have happened as the ensign handed a tablet off and departed. Fleet 6 was supposed to have an easy mission, considering the opponent... The Uran fleet was projected to have a minuscule chance of anything other than total victory. This was likely a chain of catastrophic failures that would lead to a revised safety procedures. An analyst interrupted that train of thought. Super Commander, overview is thus. Twelve ships of Uran Fleet 6 engage fourteen ships of the unspecified Earthling unit. After suffering the destruction of two ships and the capture of a third, Fleet 6 Commander judged the engagement untenable and withdrew to mitigate losses. As a result, seven ships of Fleet 6 remain combat effective, with two ineffective but mobile, two destroyed outright, and one presumed captured. Earthling Forces retains 13 combat effective ships with one ineffective but mobile, and possibly a captured Uran ship. Earthlings retain position. The Super Commander rubbed his chest in irritation. How? This was supposed to be a trivial mission. Super Commander, our original analysis of the species did not suggest that Earthling ships would be able to match their Uran counterparts. Despite their paradise planet heritage, the Earthling fleet made good use of their small numerical advantage, much like we would expect of a species from a more typical world. That fails to explain how they captured one of our ships. Boarding action, Super Commander. Any data? How many boarders? Super Commander, the exact number is impossible to verify. 
Analysis of unique signatures gives a lower bound of 22. The estimated maximum capacity of the boarding cross gives an upper bound of 34. Hear me to tell me that a ship full of Uran descended from super predators of a world whose climate is only above freezing when the atmospheric methane is ignited by lightning from the hailstorms failed to rebel thirty earthlings who are not even the top of the food chain on a damned garden world. Yes, Super Commander. How? Unclear, Super Commander. Sensor data terminates a short time after initial contact, presumably shut down by the assault, but they show no sign of anything other than earthling infantry equipped with unpowered orbit suits. Casualty reports follow a pattern typical of a well-executed shock assault, though there are a fairly high rate of death by laceration. Laceration? Blades? Yes, Super Commander. The Earthlings took our ship with swords. No, Super Commander. The blades were affixed to the ends of their guns. That was a little bit brutal, even by Uran standards. And the Super Commander was now visibly unsettled. This small skirmish might have started an all-out war with a species that was decidedly more competent than the Uron analyst had projected. The plan for a quick territory grab relied on the assumption that the Earthlings, being as they were the only sapiens in the known galaxy to evolve on a paradise planet, would not have the tactical wherewithal or physical strength to match any species whose more typical evolution involved intelligence as a defensive response to a harsh planet. The analysis had supposed that the Earthlings would be impotent. The analysis clearly needed revision. All right, the super commander addressed the war room. We need to revise our assessment of the Earthlings. Are we still confident the classification of Earth as a paradise planet? Yes, Super Commander. The data is readily available and easily verified. So do any of you have a theory as to why Fleet 6 was defeated by a bunch of paradises? The war room fell silent, but for the clicks, peeps, and hums that never truly leave such a place. Eventually, one of the analysts ventured to speak. Super Commander, I have a theory. Speak it! Super Commander, Earth is not just a paradise planet. It is, by the conventional classification scale, the single most hospitable planet in known space. I fail to see how that helps. Super Commander, the planet is exceptionally conducive to life, but it is not particularly large. The naturally occurring density of living things on Earth is most likely the highest anywhere. Super Commander, consider what happens when too many Rollerar are placed in a cage together. They compete for space and resources until only the strongest remain. Get to the point, analyst. Super Commander, Earth has been a cage with too many Rollerar in it for millions of generations. The Super Commander froze with an understanding of what the analyst meant, then muttered an expletive. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one, and until then, I hope 
that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.